God bless you. My name is Pastor Mark Hemus, pastor of Hales Owen Apostolic Church here in the UK. I'm so pleased you can join us for this week's sermon. I pray it's a blessing as you implement it into your life. Before we begin, there is a small gift of some exclusive teaching for you if you click the link at the bottom of the screen. Make sure you don't miss out. It will also alert you as new content becomes available. One more thing, if you're blessed by the teaching or if you know someone that needs this teaching, please send it on to them. Iron sharpens iron. Don't forget to like the video and subscribe to the channel if you enjoyed the content. Let's get straight into the word. God bless you. Here we are again, it's, it's sermon time and it's, and it's marvellous, I love it, I love the word of God, I, I was saying to my wife yesterday, I said that, when I was looking to do this sermon, you know, and, you, and, and when you do sermons you'll understand sometimes they're just slow, sometimes you struggle, but either way, we know that God is going to get his word out, it's irrelevant to, to the flesh, it's what God wants to do, and you know that while I was, I, I was reading Isaiah, and it began to impact on me um, how God has really tried all through time to tell us things mm -hmm. for our benefit. So, uh, the, 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 <laughs> the sermon today is just going to be nicely termed Our God. And we're just going to have a, another look because we've just watched and heard that preacher from years ago tried to describe his king. And when you look at it, you know, it, it is amazing how all those things are from the Bible. It gets from the Bible and what the Bible is trying to tell us about God. But for me, one of the most important things that happened to me is when somebody told me that there is a God and there is one God. And we have to believe in this one God. He is the Almighty. He is our Redeemer. He is our Creator. And He's also our Father. And He is our friend. Amen. And you know, and these are the things the Bible describes it. And he, he also says, I am the I am. I am the self-sufficient one. I don't need anyone else. I don't need anything else. I am the one. I am the one who who have created you. And the Bible tells us in, 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 in Acts 17, 26, we have our very being in God. So he's all around, he's everywhere. He's, you know, it, it, it's an incredible picture of, of, of who our God is. And that's why we've got to keep looking and keep learning to ensure that, you know, that we don't just move away from who our God is. He is the creator. We would not have been created if it wasn't for God. He's the all in all. It's amazing in, in, in Ephesians 1.22, he tells us that. And he puts all things under his feet, this is Jesus, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. He's trying to tell us where he is, he's everywhere. 
It is, it is amazing. And, he is, and, we, and, we, and we learn over and over again what Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It is, it is amazing what, what God keeps trying to tell us in there. You know, we, we look at this, this Bible sometimes and, and find it quite difficult. We even look at our learning sometimes and all the teaching, you know. I mean, even this morning, how much word have we have? It's over and over, but if we don't hear it, we won't believe it because faith comes by hearing the word of God. We don't hear it, we don't study, our faith disappears. It's quite simple. So it's why. It's why he's here. It's why that, that we know that, that, that all the things like what Kevin just spoke about, you know, the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking. It's not what we've got. But it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he who serves Christ in these things, is acceptable to God and approved to man. Yes. It's having these things that God, this our God has, has given us. You know, and he, and he wants us to know that this is who we are. People who live the right way. God's way. People who are full of joy and have peace no matter what is going on around them. You know, he is the God of peace. He is the God of love. And he wants you to feel and, 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 and live this life that he's got for us. And, and some of the most amazing things about God, that whatever we do, he rewards us. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And when we diligently work hard at seeking him, we learn. And what he wants for us. And then when we, then we when we start to do what he's asked us to do, that's when he begins to fill us daily with his spirit. Amen. To give us that, that knowledge and, and day by day that he's there. And even if we don't feel him, we know he's working. That's the faith that he's got for us. This is our God. You know, we, we sing songs, you know, and I, I love them. I love how God is. Has, has given these people these worship songs that we can sing and, and feel the presence of God and, and know that these words and what God has given us for us to build our faith, to show us to, no matter where we are in our Christian life, no matter what it is, these words bring us comfort. They bring us direction for every part of our life. <laughs> While I was studying, your thought came to me and I thought, I could write a book all about who God is. Mm. Oh, you know, and some little voice in my said, said, well, I have stupid. <laughs> it's called the Bible. And I did feel stupid, I promise you. Mm. You know, but that's what I was, as I was reading and studying, I felt it, you know. What? You could write a book, you know, let alone seven minutes of who God is. You could get going. You know, and it, and it really did, you know, and I, and, and I put this, I put the a worship song on, and I put the Waymaker on. You know, isn't it incredible that you, you're there studying and, 
and things are happening that you know and something comes and, and now you know and I, I just look because we've got all these all these all these um, songs on YouTube and, and I press Waymaker and I just sat there and wept. You know, this is the God that I know who is real. I sat and I wept. You know, every time he said he's the way maker. So I know no matter where you are in your life, God has a way of making it right. Amen. And you know, and that's to me, which is, you know, and a miracle work, and I know he does miracles. You're a miracle. You're a miracle that he called you out of darkness. Some of you were ready to commit suicide. One of you tried to commit suicide, but yet God made a way to bring you out of that. So I know he's a way maker. And I know, I know for a fact that he's a miracle worker. But also, I know he's a promise keeper. All these promises we see, you know, you've heard me say it many times, there's over 8,000 promises in the Bible to every believer. How many have we seen? So we've got lots to go at. <laughs> and that's really exciting. And it's an incredible worship song of that, you know, and, and it tells us that is who you are. It's who you are, God. Isn't it wonderful? It's, 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 it's everybody wants things from God, but we're really not willing to give to God to receive them. And that's always been man's problem. He wants, he wants, he wants. But sometimes he doesn't have the right plan. He doesn't have the right vision. He doesn't have the right thinking. No wonder God gave us his word that we don't have to think. We can see what he wants and work to what he wants. And then he's the way maker. Isn't that incredible? And as you get to know him more, the more and more I know he fascinates me. He fascinates me and, and inspires me to carry on no matter the circumstances, no matter, no matter what's going on. But you know, it's the wonderful things he does and he wants to do in our lives. Through his word and his spirit that really excites me. Because, you know, no matter what I think is what God says is what we can do. So what? stop putting yourself down. Stop thinking you can't do things. For the Lord tells us, you know, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Amen. This is what he wants to do. He gave us his Holy Spirit and his word to give us that direction. And he tells us that. The Word is what He wants us to learn. And the Spirit will guide us into all truth. And then the Spirit will empower us to do the things that God wants us to do. He leads us through the battles. He fights for us in those battles. All we've got to do is be with Him. And that's it. Trust in Him. Be with Him. And He'll take you through the valleys. And I know some, we've all been through some dreadful times. We've all been through times where it's not just right, our life's not right, our marriages aren't right, our friendships, whatever it may be, and get God. God said, I'll lead you through it. I'll fight the battles. Stay with me, and I'll stay with you. The moment we move out of there, it destroys us, it destroys your family, it destroys your people around you, and it destroys the church. It's why 
We've got to be together. And he tells us, I'll lead you through the valleys and he'll be with us on the mountain tops. I love my mountain top, top experiences. And you know that in you know, 53 countries I've preached this gospel and I've said to you before, who am I? I'm just a bloke from Hales Owen. Nothing special at all. But all I wanted to do was to get the gospel out. All I wanted to do was to see people saved. If they're not saved, they're not going to heaven no matter how much they believe. You know, we've got to get this within us. And look, he knows you. He knows even every hair on your head. That's the detail that he knows about you. He knows your thoughts. He knows your actions. He knows where you've been. But don't forget, once we live this repentant life, our past is finished. Don't bring it back. Leave it in the rubbish tip that God put it. He doesn't remember it. Why have we got to? Come on. He knows you. He knows every hair. He knows every detail about you. He knew you were before you were born. He knows your actions. He knows your thoughts. He knows your feelings right now. He wants to touch your life. He wants to change your mind. He wants to give you this, this lovely, soft heart, a heart of flesh, for us to be able to love other people no matter what they do to us. He sees everything we do. Oh, when I, when I first realised that and I thought of David, I thought of David looking across the rooftop and seeing the nude lady Bathsheba bathing and lust filled his heart and that's what did it. As soon as he went into sin, the sin didn't stop. He even had her husband killed, murder in his heart. Oh, but God still used him when he repented of what he'd done. When we came back and he told him, you know, Father, you know, give me, give me a new tongue, never take your spirit, give me a contrite heart, give me a new heart, Lord. Yes, yes. And God said he was a man after his own heart. Yes, so he, he tells every one of us we're not lost, no matter where we've been, no matter what we've done. And yet, and yet he wants us to be a child of his. He wants us to be in his family. And when we begin to follow him, and when we begin to want to be, be, be part of his spiritual family, the kingdom upon this earth, when we begin to work with him, he then works with us. You know, as I was looking, and I began to look at the creation of the world again, I've just had a few people this week trying to give me the trying to give me the, the, the Darwin's theory of evolution and you know and I'm not a scientist but I know what the Bible says and you know and that's all I need to be able to answer them and when they told me about carbon dating again and you know millions and millions of years and I said I said how can you tell how can the scientists tell this carbon dating? You can only check facts on when you check them again. So what are we going to do? Wait another four million years to see if the facts are right from what they're learning today? We can't do it. But when I begin to look into the Word and I, I looked at the creation again and it just filled me yet again with awe and wonder. You know, in six days... God created the heaven and the earth. And people go, oh, that's ridiculous. 
that's ridiculous. And I said, well, it might be ridiculous to you. But you know, when you haven't got the knowledge, you are very dangerous. And the Bible tells us my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. And you know, when we've got the knowledge of God in this Bible, then it changes everything. Six days. And the seventh day, he rested. Isn't that beautiful? It's the seventh day God rested. And you know, I know why he rested, because he had to give us an example so us workaholics would add some time off. But listen. God took six days to, to, to create it. What awesome power is this? Listen. The scripture tells us that God spoke everything into existence. He spoke there was light. He spoke there was earth. He spoke there was water. He spoke there was a firmament. He spoke there was stars. You know, you know some of the things he said, he put us... Uh, the, the sun, it, the, when he spoke light, it brought light. He didn't bring the sun. The sun was made afterwards. And you know, and that sun was needed. But one of the most amazing things to me, some of those scriptures, and he said, oh, and he made, and he, and he made all the planets, you know, and all the universes. And then, he, and then he goes, and he threw the stars into the heaven and he knows them all by name. You know, just like, a, that's a giveaway. You know what I mean? That's just something simple to do. Just as, and I know them all by Awesome power is this. But listen, the Bible tells us that for the Lord, do not forget this one thing, this is 2 Peter 3, 8 and 9, that with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. Isn't that incredible? So listen to this, this is me. So you can, this is one of my comments, so you can throw it away if you like. It's not a problem to me. Time isn't an issue to God. It was there from the beginning, it's going to be there at the end. Eternity we can't even measure. So, listen to this. If he's there at the beginning, there at the end, and time isn't an issue to God, so how many, how many, year, how many seconds is a million years? <laughs> I'll get the scientists to try and work this out. What if he said, what if he said that, I tell you what, I'm going to put a million years in for every second. Would we know? No. Nobody would know. So it's pretty incredible. Our time on earth, is, you know, it could be like a second to God. Not even a, a nanosecond, a, a millionth of a second. We have got no clue. So whatever God did, he did within the time span that he did it in. He's given us six days to show us that, well, okay, here's what I've said. It is six days, but a day then, what was it? We have not got a clue. So I said, well, you show me how the Big Bang Theory come then and prove it, and I'll believe you. I said, you've got greater faith than me. I said, how? I said, well, you can believe something can come out of nothing. At least I believe something's come from something. So you've actually got more faith than me. I've got no faith. I said, you have. Look at that faith. Hey, man, you'd be a great Christian. You know, it's important that we know these things because don't forget, it is our faith. And faith is the substance of things hopeful. 
the evidence of things not seen. For by the elders obtain a good testimony. But listen, our faith has to be this. By faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. That, that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Eat your heart out, scientists. We're cleverer than you. Amen. Because <laughs> God tells us that we are. Not to boast about it, but we just use the word of God. The power of God to do these things. So it is important that we understand that our ways are not his ways. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. And that's why he's trying to teach us all these things. Isn't it incredible? He, he doesn't mind. doesn't mind how slow you are. doesn't mind how fast you are. He's irrelevant. He wants, just, he wants you just to know him. Know him. And the word is how we find him. You know the whole world's knowledge doesn't come up even to the bottom if he's got a bottom of God's knowledge. His wisdom. Isn't that amazing? Everything together. Every computer, every person that's ever lived and going to live doesn't even come up to the bottom of God's knowledge. It's awesome, isn't it? But you know, that's our God. That's your God. That's my God. And all of that God is available to each one of us. Incredible. And I tell you what, aren't we blessed to be in the New Testament? I don't think I would have liked to live in those Old Testament times. I think I'd have been stoned to death more than once. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, so we are truly blessed with where we are to this, this day. And you know that. And it, it's so important. God has been talking to man right from the very beginning. Who he is and what he can do. And what... He wants men to do. So he actually tells us what he expects from us. And when we look back thousands of years, um, you know, and all the things that I read through your Bible, you know, and it's like when God decided he wanted the people that he could call his own. That's what he decided. It was, it was his plan. And he called Abraham. He called Abraham. He wasn't Abraham then. He was Abraham. And he called Abraham to leave his country and move to another. He and Abraham didn't question it at all. He just went. You know, he had a voice out of the sky and follow it. You know, that's faith. Why did God pick him? Why did God, why did God pick this Abraham? Well, do you believe he's seen his faith? <clears throat> I don't know, but he must have seen something in Abraham that he didn't see in the rest. But he did. As soon as he asked him, he went. You know, but listen, God picked him. So he mustn't have known that he would go. But God still tested this man to check his faith. Isn't that incredible? Him that we know become the father of all nations, he even tested him. So when God had blessed him with all these promises and everything else like that, you know, he... He, he said he's going to be the father of all nations and he would be the, fa the father. Well, he didn't have a child. And I can imagine Abraham in, in, you know, in even us going, oh, wait a minute, how am I going to be the father of all nations and I haven't even got a child? How am I going to do that? 
Well, we, we, if you don't know the story, go and read it in, 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 in Genesis, but it's so incredible. I'll tell you what, we'll read, we'll read a, a little a bit about it because I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to the part uh, where, where, God, um, where God asks Abraham to do something quite dreadful to us. God asked him when he gave him a son to kill him. Amazing. So even when he gave him his son to, to make him the father of all nations, he then asked to, asked to kill him. So let's read it. Let's just see what happened. It's a, a most amazing story. Genesis 22, 8. And Abraham said, my God, my son, he's talking to um, Isaac as he was taking him up because Isaac said, well, you know, where, you know, where's the sacrifices? And this is what Abraham said. My son, God will provide for himself the lamb for the burnt offering. So the two of them went together. But when they came to the place of which God had told him, and Abraham built the altar there and placed the wood in order, and he bound Isaac, his son, and laid him on the altar um, upon the wood. And Abraham stretched out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. I was thinking about, my God, what if my dad had took me up there, tied me to the altar, and then brought out a knife to kill me? What did poor Isaac feel like, let alone Abraham? The angel of the Lord called to him from heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. And he said, do not lay your hand on the lad or do anything to him. For now I know that you fear God, since you have not withheld your son, your only son from me. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Incredible God. What? Faith Abraham had. An angel of the Lord called, spoke to him again. 15. Abraham. And said, my, by myself I have sworn, this is God, says the Lord. Because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son. Blessing, I will bless you. Multiplying, I will multiply your descendants as the stars of heaven and the sand of, of the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gates of their enemies. In your seed, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. What an incredible promise that is. His, his obedience was questioned. His faith was tested. He did what God asked him to do. And what a promise that Abraham had. And we today are in the Abraham's promise. Following what Abraham had laid down all that time. And don't forget, God kept his promise. And we can see today um, all the sands of the seashore of the Jews that have come. But secondly... Us of the New Testament, how many, how many millions, 1.8 billion, whatever it is, believers. This is the promise that God gave to Abraham and he never seen the promise. But we are the fulfilment of that promise. But Isaiah began to describe this God in such a beautiful way. Isaiah 40, verse 5. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. 
the glory, the, the wonders of God shall be revealed and all flesh shall see it together for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. 14, verse 6 to 8, listen. The voice had cried and, and he said, and Isaiah said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass and all its loveliness is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades because the breath of the Lord blows upon it. Surely the people, that's us, a grass. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of God will stand forever. Our life here is just a vapour and we've got to make sure we use our time to its best. Otherwise we'll lose. Verse 11 to 13. He will feed his flock like a shepherd. Where is his flock? He's feeding us today. He's feeding with, us his, with his word, his food to give us the strength to carry on, to guidance that we need. He will gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and gently lead those who are with young. This is the one who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand. Hollow of his hand. What's he trying to tell us? He's calculated the dust of the earth in a measure. He weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance. Who has directed the spirit of the Lord? Or as his counsellor, who has taught him? It's amazing. He's just trying to show us how huge, how great, how massive, how wonderful he is. This is our God. 15. Behold. The nations are a drop in a bucket and are counted as small dust on the scales. Look, he lifts up the aisles as a very thin thing. 21 to 23. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told to you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heaven like a curtain and spreads them out like a tent to dwell in. He brings the princes to nothing. He makes the judges of this earth useless. This is God's Isaiah talking to God for him to tell us this is this God that we've got. And this is what God said. To whom then shall, will you liken to me? Or to whom shall I be equal? Says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes on high and see who has created these things. Who brings out the host by number. He calls them all by name. These are the stars. By the greatness of his might and the strength of his power. Not one is missing. This is our God. And we've got to know that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the heavens of the earth, he's never faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. And listen to what he says at the end of Isaiah from 29. Listen to this. This is his promise to all of us. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young man shall utterly fall. But those 
Those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. This is the God that wants to strengthen every Christian whose spirit is down, who doesn't know where they're going, who feels tired and are mistaken and are in the valley and problems are galore. He's still the same God of Isaiah that he is today. He'll lift up, wait upon him, go to him, pray to him, get back to church, get teaching the gospel, get witnessing, get yourself right with God and he shall renew your strength and you shall mount up like eagles as the Spirit of God fills you with the hope and the knowledge that you are going to be okay. That is our God. Oh Lord, we want to thank you Lord. We want to thank you this morning Father for there's none like you. You created the heavens. You formed the earth, you made it, you established it. You didn't create it in vain. You formed it to be inhabited. And you said, I am the Lord and there is no other. I have not spoken in secret. I have not spoken in the dark places of the earth. I did not say to the seed of Jacob, seek me in vain. I, the Lord, speak righteousness. I declare things that are right. So we can trust this God. We can trust him. This is my God. This is that way maker. This is that miracle worker. This is that promise keeper. Listen, he is the same yesterday. He's the same today. And he's the same forever. These promises don't go away. Already we received his promise of the Holy Ghost. Already we received his promise of being baptised in his name. Already we received the promise, promise for the forgiveness of his sins. He tells us in the New Testament, I will be your God and you will be my people. I'll never leave you nor forsake you. I'll be with you to the end of the age. I'll love you as you love him. He loved us before we loved him. He called us while we were sinners. But his love was there. You see, all this goes all the way through the Bible. It doesn't matter where you look. And as we heard from Abraham, even when he didn't see it, he believed. God keeps his promises. Hebrews 11, 8 to 12. By faith. Abraham obeyed. He was called to go out to the place which he'd receive as an inheritance. He went out, not knowing where he was going, but by faith he dwelt in the land of promise in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob and heirs with him in the same promise. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. And even Sarah, by faith, herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age, because she judged him faithful, who had promised. Therefore, from one man, he, as him, as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude, innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. That was the promise. Abraham. And now we've seen it. And so this is it. 
we're the, we've got to have this faith. We have this faith to receive all these promises, knowing that this is a God that never changes, and what he's promised never passes away. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. It's what we can stand upon. It's the rock of God. It's the word of God that he's trying to give us day by day and week by week. It's why he calls us to get together, to build one another up, to teach one another, to help one another, to support, to be the family that God wants the family to be upon this earth. And by faith, we are the called, called by him. We were called out of darkness into his marvellous light. We heard his word and we followed, we obeyed and we received because we obeyed. That's what God is like. It's that God from the beginning, for when, we, when the people obeyed, he blessed them. When they didn't obey, he, they, they got cursed in the Old Testament. You know, but when we don't obey today, all we have to do is repent. Repent. Nobody stones us. Nobody, nobody throws us away. That's his love. That's our God. He saved us. He taught us repentance so we can remove the stain of all our mistakes. Every word, everything we've done wrong, our lawlessness, our sin, call it what you like, our lapses into the flesh, it doesn't matter. By his almighty, almighty forgiveness, his mercy that endures forever and ever and ever and ever, this great love for his creation. And you know, you've got to stop looking at his great love just for the creation. You've got to look at his great love for you. That's what we've got to realize no matter where you are or what you've done or what you've not done he still has an amazing love to help each one of us God. Yes. and his grace his grace his forgiveness his mercy and that grace even to give us what we don't deserve and that's amazing grace that's our god gave us his name in baptism. Jesus, the only name in heaven that man shall be saved. The only name that he should be saved. And we received that. He gave us his spirit. He gave us his spirit so we could live this born again life. To be, instead of collapsing at every problem that we say, no, I'm going to give it to God and I'm going to believe it. If Abraham could go to another country and he just said, go, and he left everything, I can believe God can change my wife, my child, my job, and every circumstance. You know, this is a faith. This is our God that he's called us to be. And we, we've got to remember that, that when he's our God, he said, this is what I've given you. I've given you power over all the enemy. I've given you the knowledge. I've given you the skills to create wealth. Don't worry about wealth. If you put me first and you just work at what you're doing, you'll have success. Because that's his promise. Meditate on the word, he said. Meditate on it and do it. Don't just, don't just gain knowledge. Use the knowledge. Get the understanding. And by wisdom, you will do that. And God cannot help but pour out his blessings. So stop worrying where you are today. Wait upon him. Take it to him. Don't give up. 
endure, persevere, endure hardships like a good soldier of Christ because he will give you the victory you've already overcome. You just can't save yourself. This is my king. And don't forget this God's plan. It's God's plan for every single one of us, no matter what you think of yourself. God's plan is that you, you will be able to go and sow seeds and water them and you will see people saved through what you have done with God. What could we do? if we work together to show the world who it is we worship, love, follow, serve, work with, speak about. We should be willing to give our life for him and the brethren. We should. Listen to this. People say, if I give my life, Mark, that's it. No, listen to this. It's not about dying, it's not being a martyr. It's about daily, daily denying ourselves to do the things of God. That's taking up your cross. That's denying yourself. Isn't it amazing? We've got thousands of times we can serve God in the day. And yet sin is just a one time and we're out. Isn't that amazing? This is God. This is God. Father, today, I want to thank you. Thank you for everything that you've done in this world. Thank you for creating it. Thank you for life. For without this life, we would know none of this. We wouldn't be able to see the beauty you've made. We wouldn't be able to see, Father, the, the, the incredible sky, the atmosphere, everything. Think about this world is beautiful, Lord. But Father, we today thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for staying with me. Thank you, Father, for helping me stay with you. Thank you, Father, today for all these promises that you've, we've seen fulfilled. But also, Father, we thank you for the promises to come. For Father, our life is not yet finished. And we want to, Father, live this life to save the lost. Yes. And make disciples. For we want to get to heaven, Lord. Thank you today, Lord, that you said you'll never leave us. And thank you, Father, that your promises are amen and amen. So today, Lord, touch our hearts again. Change this mind. Help us to make a plan again. What are we going to do for the Lord? More, better prayer is this. What will you have me to do, Lord? And the word tells us. So Father, help us today. To remember this, that you are our God and that Father, that we 
are your children. And all this we've heard, Lord, is so you can be shown to us and to the rest of the world how and why and who you are, an incredible God. And we thank you this morning for speaking to us. In Jesus' name.